Welcome to Wisdom Unlocked, The Ways of God, a production of Lion Share, a ministry that aims to co-mission with Jesus in making disciples of all nations. We ignite and provide resources to disciple makers in the church and throughout the vocations. In our world today, there is more information available than at any time in history, but wisdom is in short supply. In this podcast, you'll hear how learning about the character and ways of God is a guide to wisdom. and welcome back to Wisdom Unlocked, The Ways of God. Lionshire held an event this summer called the Leadership Games. It was a different experience for two groups of people. The first, a set of older, more seasoned leaders that prepared for one year to disciple a set of younger leaders in the ways of God. They met those young leaders at the Leadership Games in groups divided up by vocational field. Now they're meeting for the next year so that the older leaders can take the younger ones through Lionshare's primary discipleship tool called a discipleship journey. They're learning how to apply scriptural principles in both their personal and professional lives. Faith Radio's Carmen LaBerge, who took part, interviewed Dave Beering about her experience as a leader and one of the hosts of the event. So sometimes we learn something from another leader by the way they lead us into something and through something. And so I want to point out to you some things that I learned from you in this process. Um, and maybe my first um, thing that that I want to observe is, like, as a leader, we shouldn't be afraid to ask people to make big commitments. Because when you asked me to consider um, joining <laughs> you in this adventure yeah. that is now called Leadership Games, first of all, it didn't exist. It was it it was, you know, something you were casting out there and as a vision. Um, and you asked for a 26-month commitment from yeah. leaders like me. And that's no yeah. small, like, that's nothing no. small to ask. But I was, I mean, prayerfully, but also quick to say yes, because I love what you do at Lionshare. And I, if this was something that I could participate in, um, in terms of walking alongside people in an, in an emerging generation, then I wanted to do it, even though I didn't exactly know what I was agreeing to do. Yeah, exactly. I I told Cheryl over this last year, numerous times, Cheryl's my wife, for those of you that don't know, I said, honey, I think there's going to be a lot of our leader friends that some at some point during our five-day, four-night event together are going to go, oh, now I see these pieces coming together. And I I was delighted to see that. And and uh, you know, you know my heart on this, but but trust me, I couldn't be more full of gratitude for the friends that were willing to jump into a, a vision that they saw and had to walk in a bit by faith and trust and relationship. But then to see the way God poured His life through them to touch others was was remarkable for me to see. The other thing um, that I'll observe is that you gave us the pieces that we needed as we were ready to use them or as we were ready to add that on, you didn't give it all at the beginning because it was more than we would have been able to imagine, absorb, create, like all of those things. So you invited us all in, but you also only gave us what we needed at the time we needed it. Can you talk about that as a just in terms of yeah. a leadership process? Yeah, and thank you for observing that i i do appreciate that it, it it like for me 
inviting people into a 26 month commitment, which meant for, you know, my forties to seventies friends who were pouring into the twenties and thirties. And that's what really the leadership games is all about to disciple um, younger leaders, both spiritually and within their vocation. So they walk in a godly way vocationally as well. We had asked people for a commitment of 15 months which began in April of 22 through June of 23 of just preparation through going through some common materials. So we we're on the same page, learning how to use those materials through the practicing within your vocational teams. And then there was a three month segment as a part of that on the back end that had to do with, you know, looking at real life problems within your vocation, which are things we addressed at the leadership games. And then we're together five days, four nights with these twenties and thirty somethings. And then, you know, there's a 10-month commitment on the back end of it, which is taking them through the very same content spiritually in smaller groupings within their vocation to disciple them. So um, when, when I look at all that, I just thought, Carmen, I, I don't want to bog anybody down. Everybody's got lives. They've got families. They've got careers. They've got other things they do. So for me, it was a very intentional thing. Of, okay, I think if I just ask them for two hours a week, where they're walking through some stuff on their own then they for an hour and then they meet for an hour in a small group where they're applying it in their lives that's enough and then when you got to finish that the end of march then in april may june it was hey here's some of the you know rehearsing for the real life kinds of things that you guys can begin to look at and then when we showed up on the tuesday for 24 hours together before the event started and the participants came there was other layers of things. I was just like, okay, now's the time to kind of add this. And then when we were done, kind of on that last morning before we all said goodbye, hey, here's pieces you want to think about in light of the next 10 months and beyond. So I, a lot of it, I'm I'm aware of how challenging life is for me, for all of us. So I'm just trying to be sensitive to people so they can carry what seems appropriate, if that makes sense. In, in the lead up to the leadership games, um, we were aware in our in our small team, in the, um, you know, in the media arts group, um, that, you know, spiritual warfare, we were feeling, we were feeling it in different yeah. levels in different ways. And we experienced yeah. that across our leadership team in other areas as well. Um, and so I appreciated how you led us um, and how humble you were in acknowledging the reality of what we were all dealing with. Yeah, I um, I think because of of early on in my eighteen to twenty five year kind of time frame in my life, I was a missionary with Youth of the Mission, and it it my YWAM experience gave me kind of a lens for that because I just began to realize that whenever you advance God's kingdom, the whether you want to call them the devil, Satan, the powers of darkness our enemy of our soul, whatever you know, language you want to use there, is going to push back because he does not want God's kingdom to be advanced, meaning more people exposed to it, more people responding to Jesus, him changing their lives, them fulfilling their God-given destiny. He just doesn't want that. And um, I've learned over the years that, and this just comes from some of my football playing and football coaching, that the phrase we used to use is the bigger the battle, the bigger the victory. And so if our team was 8-0 and we played a team that was 0-8 and, and you won, you were just, you know, it just wasn't that big of a deal. You should win. But if you're playing another team that's 7-1 or 8-0 and you win, man, it's just a big victory. And I've kind of learned over the years that 
when the spiritual warfare around an event seems to be a bit more intense. Like Sean and I looked at each other several times in our own journey over the last month before it. And we just said, this must be going to be really good, you know, and, and sure enough, it was. And then to hear when we are all together, just some of the stories that happened in our lives of just the enemy, if we could use the word harassing, you know, um, and, uh, but together, I think we all kind of tried to walk right before the Lord and he just came through. Yeah, he did. It was um it was a joy. Uh, my experience of it was um very refreshing. The I I felt a little like camp, which is good. Yeah. I think we yeah. don't we don't yep. like go to camp much as adults. It was a little, you know, it was campy, which was fun. Um mm-hmm. I also want to just highlight for folks cuz they might be listening and saying to themselves, "Well, you know, that's really nice for them, but I I can't do that." But this is actually something you can easily duplicate. There's a curriculum. We've talked about it on, on a number of occasions. It's called a discipleship journey. You can find it at lionshare.org. Part of the process is I went through the discipleship journey curriculum with a small group in preparation then to now lead others through the same. And so that's actually something, Dave, that anybody listening right now could get engaged in. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, there's no better time than now in light of where the world is and what God wants to do, you know, in the lives of our listeners and and through their lives. And so it's a tool that um, doesn't take a lot of time, as you've heard us described already this morning. The, the reality is, is you can just carve out an hour and each week where you take your Bible, there's a little 10 minute video you can watch you know, on your phone or your tablet. And um, and then you just dive in to a certain lesson with the scriptures. And it's really something that is scriptural centric and just gives you things to think about around the the scriptures that you can apply to your life. But it's key topics. Some of them, you know, Carmen, you and I've talked about over these last several years, like how do I hear God's voice? How do I walk in godly relationships? You know, the topic of spiritual warfare, what is that? How do I, how do I win those battles? Um, how do I discover my spiritual gifts? What, what is the impact of the cross in my life? Uh, all those kinds of things. So it's a a very methodical and intentional pathway that as you go through it, you begin to be equipped to help others do the same. So the whole aim of it is reproducing disciple makers so people can multiply the things of God in the lives of others. Okay, repeat that last statement because you say that a lot, but we need to hear it more than once. Yeah, it's letting God do the things in our lives so that we can reproduce those same things, the ways of God, God's character in the lives of other people. Again, so they can do the same. It's it's Jesus's model is disciple making. It's a reproducible model. It's not just sit and go to church and just kind of pick and choose what you like. It's actually letting God transform you so he can pour his life through you to help transform others. So this reproducing component, like I'm now engaged um, in the discipleship journey with a couple of young women who I met through this process who are, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, it, it's not like they are radio hosts, right? So when we say vocation, we are talking sometimes about a very broad category. Category, uh-huh. You might be a doctor, and so healthcare might be the broad category here of vocation. Uh-huh. Um, and so... When we talk about walking with somebody that is not as far along on the path of discipleship as we are, talk about the importance of that. Talk about the importance of those of us who are more mature in the faith, really like 
being willing and mm-hmm. desire, having a heart of desire to walk with people who are just now coming along. Yeah, it's it's huge. And I I I feel like we can get deceived in our American culture that it, it all is about as we get older, you know, into your 50s, into your 60s, into your 70s of just doing less and not having any responsibilities and not, you know, contributing to society or the body of Christ anymore. And that and that is so far from the truth. I mean, yes, our pace changes for sure. Uh, but but the commitment to advancing Jesus's kingdom in the lives of other people is something that I hope I can do till my last breath. And I believe it's one of those things that that you know you you start and then it catches fire in you. And you know, Carmen, you've lived long enough. I've lived long enough that we've seen people that we invested in who are who are just this precious person that God showed you to pour things into spiritually so they could grow, maybe you came alongside them vocationally. And then you watch in 10, 20 years later, the roles God put them in. And, you know, I always like to tease and say, like, look, how, how do you not know that the person that you're investing in right now, who might just be working a nine to five job, it's something they don't really want to do, but it's paying the bills, that one day they might be the person who is known for impacting the nation of Iran, which no longer is a Muslim nation, but now is a Christian nation. Like, you know, you just, you don't know. And that's part of the exciting thing is, is you disciple people, not for your work. You disciple people for Jesus and his kingdom. So he places Mm. them where he wants them. And that gets pretty exciting. That's so good. That's so good. Um, Dave, we're going to talk the next time um, that you're with us. We're going to talk about God and our job because it's going to be Labor Day-ish. And so when we... Um, when we think about God and our work, like that's just not an arena that God doesn't care about. I think there's people that just mm-hmm. imagine, well, you know, my work is what I do. Um, mm-hmm. And so maybe tee that up for us. Maybe give us a little bit of a, like why why we're even having this conversation surrounding vocations. Yeah, you know, it's, it's interesting. Our vocation is a place where, again, sometimes we just um, can be short-sighted in looking at, well, it's it's a place that I work so I can pay my bills. Fine, true. However, there are also certain giftings that God has given you that I don't have, that I really need in my life. And and you do this as a profession, as a career. I like the word vocation because there's a sense of, from some of the original language of that word, uh, of calling to it. And God opens doors for us and gives us assignments in society. So if like you can step back and just go, okay, what's my assignment? My heavenly assignment with a God-given design that God has put in me that I can be a blessing to people's lives. And knowing that as you do that, there is this thing called pay that happens. So bills are paid and family is blessed and all that kind of stuff. But, but there's something that I think we can get caught up into the 40, 50, 60 hour work week and we're exhausted and all that. And I think it's really important to pull out, look a little bit at it and go, okay, these are unique giftings that I have that God wants to bless other people through my life with. 
That was Dave Buring speaking with Faith Radio's Carmen LaBerge on her morning talk show about the Leadership Games, a special event Lionshare organized last summer. If you know a young person who's interested in being discipled by someone in their same vocation, whether it be business, arts, entertainment, sports, government and security, or the church, please reach out and let us know. You can email laura, L-A-U-R-A, at lionshare.org. And you can learn more about the Leadership Games by visiting our website, clicking on events, and then the Leadership Games. We'll see you next time. Wisdom Unlocked, the Ways of God is a production of Lionshare, a ministry that ignites and provides resources to disciple makers in the church and throughout the vocations. To learn more about what we do and how we can help you, please visit lionshare.org. You can also follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Vimeo.